0: Welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Vangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how Unlocking Ancestral Wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company, Wealthy Money, into a six-figure business in U.S. dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. welcome to episode 33 of the money magic podcast i was like a little confused there for a while but it is episode 33 um if you've just joined us my name is Vanille Makwakwa and i help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts increase income and live their best lives. So today's class is all about understanding our blocks to money. Why is it that we, today's podcast rather, is all about understanding our blocks to money and why is it that we block money? Even if we want money, we block money. So this uh, podcast uh, episode is coming from a live class that I did in um day one of the tapping into ancestral money wisdom training this is a 70 this is a free seven day training that i host for people on the money magic course waiting list so that they can better understand what are some of their reactions that they having around money and how does the how does just even setting a money goal start to impact their behavior with money and it's really really fascinating the things that come out right so in this uh, class I explain why we do the work that we do why we do the meditations and what are some of the reactions that they may I noticed during the, the meditations and why it's neither wrong nor right it just is what it is and explaining how trauma can cause us to block the very things that we desire the most right so trauma um, can cause us to stay stuck for years financially and can cause us to block our own blessings, so to speak, right? I felt like I was going to come off too pastorish there for a while, but I'm like, it is actually true. It's like you're kind of blocking your own blessings and it's not even your own fault because, well, trauma alters the way that we do things and it alters the way we perceive ourselves and the world, right? So if you are enjoying this uh, podcast and you're loving the Um, this particular podcast today and you're like oh my god I want to be part of the money magic course please don't hesitate to uh, click on the link below in the description of this video so or you can just go to wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic and sign up for the course or sign up to be on the waiting list for the course right and obviously if you are loving this podcast loving everything that you're hearing from the students I still recommend that you Sign up for the course, right? But also, do go to iTunes and leave us a review, leave us a five star uh, five star rating, and just a review. Write a comment. What are you getting from this podcast? What do you love from it? And also, leave us comments on Podbean on YouTube. People have been leaving comments on YouTube, so really, really appreciating uh, your insights and your aha moments and what you're getting from the podcast. But do do. definitely leave us a review on itunes okay so let's get started with the live class on why it is that we may block money when we really really want it right hi i hope you enjoy this full disclosure i've also just woken up from an afternoon nap (laughs) afternoon naps are my favorite things and my friend right now like whoo Yeah, like lockdown has me fully (laughs) napping. I'm embracing the practice again, loving it. In fact, I think I'm gonna drink water, make my CBD tea (laughs) and head back to bed before I do any other type of work. Okay, now that we've gotten the disclosure out the way, (laughs) it was really hard getting out of my bed, hey? I was like, ooh, I did promise to do this live class okay so thank you so much guys for coming through for joining the seven day challenge i noticed that uh, people haven't been posting so much as when i usually did the bank account challenge this is the seven day training so i don't know if i call it a challenge my spirit is calling it a training so it's a training yeah, so feel free to introduce yourself in the discussions to share anything that comes up with you. The more you share, the more I can actually speak to what's coming up to you, for you directly, right? This is how you will get the most out of this free training. I don't, I don't just give free trainings and do the Q and A's, as you guys know. Um, So at least not this particular, this is the first time I do this uh, tapping into ancestral wisdom training. So the best way to get the most out of this is to do the meditations and to post your feedback in the group here. Okay, so this group is going to be archived after a few weeks. So again, I really want to encourage you to use it especially for the next seven days where i'm going to be answering questions so whatever your challenges are whatever it's coming out whatever's coming up for you please do feel free to post and so in today's um ch- in today's day one right i keep wanting to say challenge mainly because oh i'm so like remembering when i used to do this with the bank account challenge when we used to host um the bank account challenge before it became this really awesome course. Now it's like an incredible course, right? But <laughs> we used to do these day ones, day twos, etc. Okay, so today was all about feeling, in. Uh, firstly writing down your income goal, right? And then I guided you through the meditation. And the purpose of this meditation was to just really get you to feel into your body right to first observe what's going on with your breath and then to observe what is going on with your body whenever you write down this income goal so first questions first i'd be very interested to know from people is how did your breath feel when you were doing this um, entire meditation especially because. The meditation also works a lot with visualizing and feeling into, um, and also looking at how you feel around receiving money and then like also differentiating between the money coming into your bank account, right? So I'm very, very interested in um, hearing what came up for you guys when that happened, right? So we will all have different reactions. There's no right or wrong to any kind of reaction, right? The beauty of the work that I do is that you can't do it right and you can't do it wrong. There is just no right way and there is no wrong way to do a particular meditation because my experience is going to be wildly different to your experience. What comes up for me may not come up for you because we have different triggers, right? And we may react to different events Differently, So we may have the same income goal, and yet, for me, that income goal may not be as crazy scary as, say, the, for the next person. Maybe because, A, I've already made that income before, so my nervous system doesn't feel as freaked out by the money that i am setting as my income goal and or maybe i've never made that income goal before and it's like my entire nervous system is scared to death. And maybe I've seen someone else in my family make that income goal. And I saw how the minute they made that income goal, their responsibility increased, or people started to mock them, or people started to make them feel bad in some way. And so I started to react. And so for me, that income goal is layered. It actually comes with so many triggers and so many fears. And so my entire nervous system completely reacts in a crazy manner. And if one thing to understand is that it is possible to do this meditation over and over and over again, right? And to get different reactions every single time. Why? Because we don't just feel one particular sensation around money, and we don't really feel one particular emotion around money, and we don't just hold one belief around money. I want you guys to understand that as long as I've been alive, right, every single time you have interacted with money from the time you were in your mother's womb, right, every single time you interacted with money, there was a part of you that um formed some kind of beliefs around money or took in your family's beliefs around money started to sense how your family reacted in terms of um in just like how your family reacted physically around money right so one of the things to understand is that when it comes to money, it's not always about what was said around us and it's not always about how we observe people freaking out. It's also the things that were unsaid, like we're watching our mothers do a budget and chew on the pen and every time they go to pay at the till, like shake and shiver, right? It's like it's all those little things, right? And it's not And sometimes it doesn't seem like a trauma, right? And yet it has such a deep impact on us when it comes to money. And so it impacts the way that we set goals and our ability to receive money. So an example of this, I'll share a story, right? Um, When I was growing up uh, in my teens, my mom didn't have any money, right? Like uh, growing up, As a child, my mom had lots of money, right? She had pigs, she had boutiques, she had businesses and investments. And then when I got to my teens, um, somewhere in primary school, my uncle got back from exile. Right, and he'd been studying in East Germany, he'd studied in um, London, he'd studied in all these Western countries. So, my uncle came back, and my mom was like, Oh, he's got a Western education, he is definitely going to be much better at money than I ever was. So, I am going, and literally, this was my mindset I'm going to sign over. Um, my assets to him and also he is just perfect as a guardian for my kids because um, at that time also my mom's family because she was making a lot of money and she was starting to fight the family around how much she was having to support everyone so she was that breadwinner that was coming home and screaming and shouting and full of resentment that she was having to look after everyone people were starting to get a physically violent emotionally violent and just verbally violent about her refusal to look after her family but also the fact that she was also being abusive because she had the money, right? So she was like, oh, to escape all this, I'm just going to give this to my brother. And then my family won't ever ask me for money because he'll have everything. He can take over the family. And literally, that was her thing. She was like, here, I give you this. You're going to be guardian. You're going to be the guardian to my children. But not only that, you're also going to now take over the uh, looking after the family. So here you go. You're going to be much better at it than I was. Mm, it didn't work out like that my uncle turned out to actually not be at all great with money and he held these really interesting beliefs like money's the root of all evil he would literally walk around saying that he would refuse to do anything to sign financial documents anything that he felt was very capitalist he rebelled against and unfortunately We were growing up in South Africa, that was capitalist, right? So he rebelled against all those things and things got really, really bad. And within three years, what my mom had given him, instead of him growing it, had completely, completely disappeared. You couldn't see anything that he'd been given, right? So. Now, little me, 12 year old me, is making a lot of deductions around money from this, right? So, and then in the midst of all this, um my mom starts having fights with her family around food. Hmm. Such an interesting thing, right? And so it becomes that, well, you no longer earn money. And at the time, so remember she gave my uncle guardianship over my sister and I, so then at the time, we were living with my uncle, and it becomes, and my mom moves in with us, and the rest of the family, like my cousins also move in, and they start living with my uncle, because this is how my mom's family used to operate, It's so the one that has the most money, looks after the entire family, when I say the entire family, I really mean it, I mean like, the grandmother, the grandfather, the great-grandmother, right, um, you look after my cousins, your sister's kids, your sister, the whole nine yards, right? And everybody comes fully grown as they are, because my sister and I were the only people under 18 in that house, right? Everybody comes fully grown and you look after them. So it's literally your strength becomes, your financial strength becomes your greatest enemy. You know, because now you are one human being and nobody contributes to, nobody contributes to groceries, right? Or even rent or electricity. It's all on you because you are now the strongest financially. So now we've got like at least five other adults living in the house, right? And my mom also then decides she's gonna move in because this is how she grew up, right? And her whole mentality was, well, I've been looking after everyone. I'm gonna move in, but I'm also gonna look after myself. I'm gonna keep working. So then um, she didn't have a job, she decided to start a business and halfway through this because my mom, the anger was that, well, my mom has now decided to stop working and turns out that my uncle isn't as great with money as everyone expected. So then at that age, my sister and I, there were complaints knowing full well that my mom isn't employed, right? And my dad is only paying for our school fees the complaints were that like my sister and i eat at the house right so to avoid the complaints my mom started to take us out right so she would have us eat out for dinner cuz also cooking in the house was an issue you're using people's pots etc etc very very dramatic right and then she also had to go to restaurant owners to because she couldn't afford to have us eat out for dinner and also um not afford our lunch for school so then the restaurant owners that she knew as she was selling herbs and joeberg she would go to them and ask them to keep leftovers for my sister and i for school and explain the situation and a lot of the restaurant owners from different parts were very sympathetic to seeing us, you know, and then they were like, okay, when you come through the one night when you come and you eat here, You'll pay like a discounted fee. And at the same time, you will, we'll give your kids whatever we have left over in the kitchen and you can take that to school. Being at a private school, I always had like this incredible lunch and people thought that I was like my par- and, like my mom was making like these really fancy foods. And that wasn't the truth It's that like people were taking sympathy on us and making food for and giving us food. We we're literally living off of gifted food right the situation was extremely bad i shared bits and pieces of this in the money magic course it's yeah it's like there are so many stories linked to this so why am i sharing this because on the surface, yes, we can understand the trauma of my mom giving away her money, right? But what we do, not, what we won't understand is, oh, this can also be a deep money trauma. So as all this was happening at dinner time, one of the things that I was sharing with the Money Magic students that came up in one of the meditations for me is that, like, I remember very distinctly us going to these restaurants and obviously my mom having these relationships with the restaurant owners and her not eating right so i mean as abusive as my mother was at that time and she was extremely abusive right it's like i also noticed that she wasn't eating so that my sister and i could eat so there was always that and a part of me noticed that and as a child you're starting to be very very cognizant that you're having something that your mother isn't able to have. And it's a freaking basic necessity, right? And we're aware of the fights that if we go back home, no one is going to eat because there's so many fights. And this was my life for like four years of high school. And people didn't understand why I was constantly running away for four years in high school. I was a runaway child because there was so much drama. And I didn't know how to impact this as trauma and seeing it as a money trauma. So now fast forward to me as an adult running my company and setting my income goals, right? The memories that keep coming up are these memories. And there's this deep, deep guilt around wanting this much money when my mother didn't have that money, right? When I observed my mother go without to give to us. So a huge part of one of some of the trauma that I had to unpack. Forget the giving away of money and my uncle and all that. That's a whole separate other dynamic, right? That's another layer. So for for like years, part of the trauma that I've had to unpack is A, the fact that my mom was abusive, right? But at the same time, my inner team is observing the sacrifices that my mother had to make, right? And thirdly is that my mother reminds me of these sacrifices that she had to make, right? So then there's so many layers to this. Is that one, how dare I feel happy uh, enough or even how dare I feel like it is okay for me to make this kind of money Uh, the money that I want to make in terms of my income goal. When my mother didn't even make that kind of money when I was growing up, Um, although with the healing, I started to understand the more I integrated the trauma that, hold on, my mom did make that kind of money when I was in my childhood, but that's a story for another day. So how dare I make that kind of money when my mother was going without just for me to be here. So then it felt like I am betraying my mother and allowing myself to make this money with ease is almost like spitting in my mother's face and saying, hey, look at how easy it is for me to make this kind of money. Look at me sleeping in the middle of the night, taking naps, uh, sorry, sleeping in the middle of the day, taking afternoon naps, when you couldn't make this money, right? So there was so much, um, so much guilt around that. And because I felt that guilt and I never want, and my inner team didn't want to betray my mother, there were so many layers that I had to work through with my vows of loyalty and in my nervous system because everything I was doing in terms of my nervous system was, to block money because I wanted to show my mother as an adult that I understand your struggle. So I'm not going to make it easy to make money. And I'm not going to allow myself to make that kind of money because making that kind of money means that I am not acknowledging your suffering, right? So a lot of that was, I didn't even understand how deep that went, right? So the first thing that I had to do was Figure out what was going on within my body. And the only way that I knew that something was going on, that there was something deeper. I mean, it did take me, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, I figured this in a matter of days. It took me years. And I'm still, because trauma is layered, I keep uncovering and unlayering things around us. This is why we do the work so often because there's so many layers around us. It's not just that one layer. There was also so much anger towards my mother because as we're going through this, she's also reminding um, my sister and I of the sacrifices that she's made. So in like one memory, there's layers and then Think about how often we, like throughout my entire high school, so every single day, this is the reality that I was living, except when I was with my dad, right? When my sister and I were with my dad for vacations. So this was just our life. And at the same time, Like my dad doesn't even know these stories, not even half of them. I think I've told him snippets of things as I've been older, because at the same time as all this is happening, you want to be loyal to your mother. There's this, you want to save face because you are a child. So that loyalty is so deeply intertwined, that it's that, and there's this feeling as an adult that not struggling financially and making it easy is really the deepest betrayal to your family because it's like you're just showing off now because why does it get to be easy for you? So then how it would show up in my body is whenever I would receive money or even imagine money coming into my bank account or holding money in my hands, I would feel the sensation in my body. And the best way to explain it is it would almost be like I was saying No, you know, and for years I couldn't figure out what is this no, and I didn't have the words for it. I still really don't. But when I would feel into this as I was doing this very basic meditation that I'm teaching you guys, I would just keep feeling that no. But deep down, I wanted this money, right? Like, I mean, like, this is what I teach for a living, I want to make this income goal, and this was true for when I was trying to go from twenty-five thousand Rand a month in my business. At the time that was what two thousand US dollars or something. Uh or maybe it was I was thirty thousand Rand and it was twenty-five uh it was two thousand US dollars a month to like eight thousand US dollars a month or a hundred thousand Rand a month. I spent months just like sitting with this sensation and working through it and That's also what gave rise to a huge body of work that I teach in the money magic course that I just I can't teach here without unpacking it for weeks and weeks because it's so much and it's called the god wound and people often assume that the god wound is about god and religion and it's got nothing to do with that right it's really got so much to do with yourself I just call it the God wound because it's got more to do with the relationship that we have with ourselves as divinity, right? And then how we interact with the rest of the universe, right? And just that divine, uh, the divinity within us. So it's very, very layered. But anyway, that's what gave rise to the God wound because I started to understand that this no was also just this deep anger at the divine and just at the universe, which was like, you know what? F you, universe. F you, divinity. When I really, really needed you, you were never there. So now that I'm older, and maybe I can ask for support, I don't need you, and I refuse to receive money. So on top of the guilt was this, I refuse to receive more money. My inner teen was in a state, and she was like, If I receive more money and I allow this to be easy for me to make this money and to scale my business with ease, then the next thing that will happen in my life is that people are going to look at me and say, hey, you had it easy. This is why things are so easy for you. Plus, you went to a private school, etc. And it would almost feel like I was then negating my pain. So one, it's the loyalty to my mother, the fear of... um, having it be easy, right? Like the fear of it not being hard and betraying my entire family and my community. And then there's also the trauma of the fact that I am so freaking angry that I went through this and I don't know where to send that anger. So it's just in general to the divine and the universe. And there's this feeling that, oh, people will say, oh, you're highly favored or, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. And yet you don't feel lucky. So here I am standing in this place where I want to prove how unfair the divine has been to me. Right? And so I had to just start working with the sensations in my body, and so why this is part of what this meditation is doing for you guys. So as you go deeper, keep noticing as you are doing the meditations, like what's coming up for you, like what is your body saying. So as you do the breath, you you focus on the breath, you feel your breath, and then you do the body scan as we do the visualization and everything. I want you to notice when are your sensations becoming more intense? Is it when you're seeing the money coming to the bank account? When you're actually seeing yourself touch the money? And then what's going on? And then just observe, does the sensation make you want to open up? Does it make you want to contract? Does it make you feel like you want to block money? What is happening with that, right? Because that is often what we're doing on an energetic level and we're not even aware. And for me, because I would have this like, no, I don't want this. Whenever I would get a client, and let's say that I was setting an income goal that would take me beyond the two thousand dollars a month, or the thirty thousand rand a month, or whatever it was at that time. It actually, I know it wasn't more than thirty thousand rand a month. And when I would be setting those goals, that income goal that would get me there, and then I'd be taking action to make this happen somehow, like. As I'm getting the clients, and when clients had to come through and pay, things would fall apart. And I literally, you know, the amount of times I thought that I was fully bewitched on my money journey, guys, we should never discuss it. I laugh now, but it's really serious. Like I was like, no man, this is some higher grade witchcraft, because hi law, here I am, and it feels like um. I'm setting these income goals, everything is going according to plan, but as soon as people have to pay me, or as soon as I have to announce my pricing, my computer will Packed up, you know, like my computer will completely go crazy. There's one story that I shared with the Money Magic students that they actually observed during this whole process as I was upgrading income-wise. This was in like 2018, 2017, because it's in 2018 that my business went from $2,000 a month. I literally didn't even go incrementally. I went from $2,000 a month, did the inner work for like deeply, deeply for like three, four months. And next thing I was like at $8,000 or a hundred thousand rand a month in my business. And I never went back (laughs) below that, right? It was, but there was so much work that I was getting done. And in the midst of this work, my laptop charger actually caught fire as I was on my bed. I was like, What higher grade witchcraft? What the hell? Like I literally was sitting on my bed in Chiang Mai in Thailand and my charger just went poof and caught fire. I was like, what the hell? You know and then like a few weeks later, the computer completely packed up. Well, now what I've started to understand is that there's a lot that's going on energetically and I truly do not believe that was witchcraft like my my computer gave in, my charger had its dramas. And what I've noticed over time is that a lot of these crazy things tend to happen when I'm going against a deep vow or when I'm trying to go beyond my money set point because so much of what's going on within me is just fighting the process, and it is scary. so literally my entire being, my entire psyche, my soul, my spirit, whatever you want to call it, is coming to the party and it's like. We want to stop this because it doesn't feel safe. So by any means necessary, and we are such powerful beings. So it literally feels like by any means necessary. So luckily for me, I was just like, oh, the laptop caught fire. Like the laptop charger caught fire. This is bizarre. Oh, I think I kind of know what's happening. <laughs> oh gosh, I will never forget that day. I was just it was weird. But um, yeah, so as all that was happening, I started to, I had to work through that. And there were just so many blocks. And at the same time, so I'm setting this goal and I'm working on this goal. My income actually dropped below 30,000 Rand or $2,000 a month. I, in those four months, I started to make way less money, right? Because the parts of me that were seriously scared of making more money were terrified and they started to come to the party. So, everything about money started to feel scary. So I was actually making way less money and going through the most at that time when I was doing some of this deep work. And a lot of it was around the betrayal around my family and giving my inner team permission to really release the vows of loyalty that I had towards my mom and towards my family and that it is okay and it's safe to release these vows of loyalty, right? So this is a very long-winded way of explaining just how Layer trauma is, and sometimes we think it's about the money. And yet, when you look at food, my food issue, and just me observing my mother not eating, and actually literally feeling guilty that like, if I make this kind of money, I will be able to eat out, I'll be able to get a chef, or at the time, I didn't get a chef there, and it actually turned out not to be enough in terms of a budget to get a chef, right? Like, I would, still took me years to get to that point. But (laughs) that fact, when my mother didn't have that, it was too much for my inner team. So I needed to first work and work with what was happening in my nervous system and understand some of the things that were coming up, the emotions. And then at a later stage, I could work with the emotions that were coming up and focus on the events or the memories that were coming up for me around money right like what are some of the memories that are tied to money that are causing these emotions in my body and then being able to work with those memories to start integrating those memories and then to also look and see are some of these memories ancestral and some of them really were right so um in the midst of this i did have an ancestral memory and it, this is all in the money magic course like i like it's all in the comments that i wrote at that time in 2018 and one of the ancestral memories that came up was an ancestral memory where mm, one of my ancestors had lost 21 cows in one day they had burned down in one day so there was also they burnt in one day somehow, I don't know, but I remember crying like crazy in that memory, and like this ancestor showing up and showing me, and I was just crying for these cows that had just been burnt, and back then, and I remember very clearly that for me that felt like it was in the 1700s, I just knew in that memory that somehow it was in the 1700s, and it felt like there'd been just this massive loss within this, ancestors' life, and yet I could feel it so deeply. So there was also the fear of the ancestral memory of if I make this kind of money, what happens if I make this money and then I lose it? So there was the fear that I carried within me from my ancestors that I would replay this, like, I would have to relive the trauma of making money. It, yeah, now it's not cows, right? But making that kind of money and then losing it again. And so there was that deep fear. So it was better to just not have the money so that I don't have to lose it. So, yeah, but the first thing that I did, this is the first foundational phase of this. As you can see, they were Many meditations that went into this because I've had I had months and months to do this, but this meditation that we do in day one is the foundation. It is really powerful because it helps you understand exactly what's going on in your body, so that you know why it is that you're setting these money goals and why it's so difficult to actually then make this money goal a reality. Why is it that? We know the actions that we need to take. We even write them down and we have a list. We know the strategy. We go to the business courses, right? And we learn from our. Business teachers, like right now, you guys can go on YouTube, you can go on Google. You don't really need me teaching you traditional business stuff. This is not what I teach because those things you can Google yourself. What I teach is the things that you don't know, you don't know, right? The things that I don't even know. I have no clue what's going to come up for you from this meditation. I can't tell you that. There's So many people right now doing this and each of us is going to have a wildly different individual experience, right? So it's all those things that trip us up. So just really focus on what's going on in your body and then just notice, as I ask, like, how do you behave when you have the sensation, right? So notice what comes up for you. Don't judge it, just allow it. Because again, what was coming up for me When I was setting that income goal and when I was feeling into my body was this expression of like, no, please don't come in. So when people were giving me money, somehow some kind of emergency, some kind of energetic block would happen that was coming from me, which would be like somehow the money wouldn't land in my account or clients would suddenly cancel. They wouldn't want to work with me. I could never be fully booked for coaching right it took me a very long time as a coach to get fully booked for one-on-one coaching a lot of that was bad it was like now i would suddenly be able to make that money and now what becomes part that's like that's a wrong thing because it needs to be hard because it was hard for my mother right and then just notice also um Why is it that you don't want that, right? So when I ask that question, what part of you is holding you back from making this money? Just observe what comes up. Don't judge it. The more open you are to this and the more you can breathe and feel into your body, the more your body will start releasing memories, the more aha moments you'll have. So the more you can come back to this, the more aha moments you will have around what some of your blocks are. So yeah, that is it for today. I really really hope um this helped and this really uh, makes a difference because trauma is very very layered and it's not always the big events. It is sometimes the small tiny things like seeing our mothers not eating when we are eating, right? It's uh, the small, tiny things of having other family members say, hmm, they think they are better. Hmm, their kids go to private school. That's why they behave this way. Hmm, or all those things, or people telling us that, ooh, you think you're so, you've got so much pride. Little things like that are also a trauma, and trauma doesn't have to be a big event. And so all these things start to build up in the nervous system, and we and as as we experience more of these events and some of them are being accompanied by rejection, which is a deep fear, right? because rejection is often accompanied by abandoned by the abandonment wound. so as we are observing all this we make different, we are drawing conclusions around what it means to have more, to have it be easy, to have money, right? And what it is, how people with money are treated. There's so many things around that. And we then as children and as teenagers, Form conclusions around money, and even our ancestors form their own conclusions around money, and our past lifestyles form their conclusions around uh, their own conclusions around money. and that then impacts the way that we feel around money right? So that for me is why guilt was one of my major emotions around money. So my two key emotions when it came to money, well, three, but the third one is shame. And the shame was really linked to debt, right? Like, oh my God, I'm so ashamed because I've been I've gotten all this education and now I'm pretending like my life is in a good position, but it's not. So there was so much shame around lying about money with that. But my key other emotions around money were actually anxiety and guilt. And guilt has been one of the biggest emotions that I've worked on, right? And it just, it comes up. It keeps coming up even when I got back to South Africa now, the guilt hit me again in April and May. And so I spent most of uh, May and June working through it, which has been really, really powerful because by mid June, so much of that guilt had been cleared away because so much of my childhood, of my inner teen trauma happened in the city in Johannesburg. So even cities can trigger us, events can trigger us, anything can trigger uh, the, um, the trauma and our trauma responses. So hope this makes sense. I look forward to hearing you guys' um, insights, your aha moments, what are some of the things that are coming up for you as you sit in this meditation. Don't forget, uh, tomorrow I'll be back again at 6 p.m., Uh, doing the Q&A and doing um, day two's Q&A. Day two, we start to really invite our ancestors into the space and get to ask them some really cool questions, right? And get to see their response around our income goal. That is going to be very, very fascinating and very, very powerful because it also gets you to start seeing how We are holding ourselves back based on ancestral stories around money, based on family stories around money and based on our self-perception of who we are when it comes to our income goals and money. Because as I keep saying, you come to me to learn about the things you don't know, you don't even know are an issue. Because the practical stuff, although we will get to the practical stuff on day three, a lot of those things you can Google, you can find on Google, you can find on YouTube. The real issue you should be asking yourself is why is it even though I have this knowledge about how build a business or I have this knowledge about what business I want to start. And I even can talk about it with friends and dream about it. What is making it so hard for me to make it a reality in this real life world, right? In this universe. Why is it so hard for me to make it real and to make this money real in my bank account? Okay. Hope that helps. Thank you so much, guys. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you find this podcast helpful and enlightening please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on itunes or leave a comment on youtube and of course share it with your family and friends I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.